The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. David Duchovny does many things well besides being just a great actor. He's also a writer, producer, director, novelist, and a singer-songwriter. He is internationally known for playing FBI agent Fox Mulder on The X-Files and as Hank Moody on the great series Californication, both of which earned him Golden Globe Awards. He is not just an actor, though, who wants to have a band because there have been a few of those. David's band has had successful tours and albums, and over the pandemic, he put together his latest album, Gesture Land. I've got David Duchovny on the line right now in Los Angeles. David, welcome to the show. Boy, it's great to have new music from you again, especially your latest single, Nights Are Harder These Days. I've played it a few times already, and it's really good. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. It'll wake you up in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and I just played it. Uh, you know, it's got, it's my opinion, David, that it's got kind of a this Warren Zevon vibe to it. That's so interesting because, you know, to me, when I when I hear it, I hear uh, Neil Young, but I'm such a huge Warren Zevon fan that I, I'm so flattered and happy that anybody would uh, mention me in the same breath or a song that I did. And, you know, so I, I will take that any day of the week. Thank I, you. You know, and I can see the the Neil Young connection as well. The, yeah. the new album, Gesture Land, what was the process for writing and recording, especially during these uh, past couple of years? It was extended. Um, yeah. You know, we we had our, the last album was 2018, Every Third Thought, and, and you know, we had, a, I had a number of songs that I wanted to work up, and we were in the process of doing that. I think we recorded 16 songs, and then we demoed 14, of which we then chose 12, and we were recording those 12 to to make an album, uh, not last spring, but the spring before, which is when COVID hit, that March or April, and that's exactly when we were just finishing up <clears throat> recording. So obviously we had to shut down for at least a year, uh, because you can't be in the same room, you know, and you can't be expelling aerosols by singing all over yeah. people or, or blowing into horn instruments or whatever, you know, like music is, is a way to get infected. Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> we had to shut it down, uh, for about a year, but we lived with the songs cause we had demos for about a year and we, we kept on kind of worrying them and talking them through. And a lot of the times, cause I'm not like an educated musician, I will just like throw out sounds that I like to them or production value that I like to them. And Nights Are Harder was something that I just kept referencing Neil Young. And I would always go back to this moment I had when I was in Vancouver in the 90s and I saw Neil Young live and he took this extended guitar solo where he actually ended up on the ground with his guitar, like wrestling on his back with this guitar, like trying yeah. to get the right sound out of the guitar. And that's what I said to Pat McCusker, who takes a brilliant lead at the end of this song. I, just want, I said, I just want it to sound like, you know, you and the guitar in a life and death struggle. You know, that's what I want. <laughs> that's really fantastic. How did you round up the uh, the people that are in your band? Uh, they really round up for me. I, I was, uh, Brad Davidson is a guy that's been with me since I started making music. And, and he said, you know, he wanted to find guys that I could play with and write with. And he knew 
he knew Colin Lee and and and, and Pat McCusker and uh, Mitch Stewart, and because um, <clears throat> they were kind of in bands together, and they all knew each other, lifelong friends, quite a bit younger than me. And uh, he he put them with me when we did Hell or High Water, and and at, on that album, I think they really tried to figure out what I was trying to do. When in fact, I really didn't know what I was trying to do. And as we got to know each other uh, by the second album, it was more like, hey, you know, don't just try and do what you think I'm trying to do. Let's let's be a band. Let's l- really collaborate on these sounds because you guys are younger. You have different influences. I want to like meld what I'm trying to do with what you guys want to do. So I think this album is really the final result of that kind of collaboration and that some of these songs, you know, I, I'm not the co I'm not the main writer of and it's really a band collaboration more it's my name on the album, but it's really it's really a band album. Was there a second there in the beginning where you really had to say, Look, yeah, I'm an a well known actor, get over that, let's play some music. I say that all the time. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I I would say I wouldn't say get over it. I would say I would say help. You know, uh, I would say no. I don't. I, I'm just like throwing out vague suggestions here. You know, and I've written these songs and I've made, you know, really basic songwriting mistakes, which can be great. You know, because it's it's sometimes it's great to have a certain amount of ignorance and excitement, which is what I had, even at the age of fifty. It was a great feeling for me to like be doing something new so i had all that excitement and and i made you know first song i wrote uh it's a minors it's in a minor the verses and then the chorus is a you know i'm like who does that i don't think anybody it's like a, you wouldn't do that if you knew better and luckily i didn't yeah. but i make other mistakes that aren't good and it's their job to kind of go hey you know that sucks that was lucky and cool that sucks uh david going back a few years when x files came around to you did you immediately say yes i'm i'm doing this or was there some did you have something else going on i didn't have anything else going on really but uh i i still wasn't sold on it because i well you have to remember back then it's like tv and movies have like switched places at this point it's like movies are now doing what tv used to do and tv is doing what movies used to do yeah but back then tv was kind of like the minor leagues in a way and so i was like you know i I saw myself as a movie actor i was like i don't you know i don't want to be doing uh tv (laughs) and then i actually thought the x-files was a good bet because i thought there's no way this is going to go you know it's about aliens like who's really interested in that Uh uh-huh i'll I'll get I'll get a paid. I'll be able to live for a year on this money that I'll get, and uh, that'll be cool. And then I can look, keep looking for movies, which is what I was going to do. So no, I had no kind of forethought or prophetic ability in that. I mean, I just I just lucked into the power of that show in many ways. By the way, one of the favorite films of mine that you did was this little film uh, in Chicago, Return to Me, with Mini Mini yeah, Driver yeah. and the brilliant Bonnie Hunt. I, I've interviewed Bonnie right. before. She talks highly of you, yeah, by yeah. the way. And that shoot had to be a lot of fun. I love Bonnie so much, and I and I think, oh man, I think Bonnie is just an untapped yeah. resource. Uh, it, it's almost she's so good that it's hard to figure out who she is. And I think that you know, obviously, that works for her and against her. She also has a real she has a real old fashioned sensibility. 
that is not as loud or as flashy as uh, some other comedic sensibilities that have come since then. Uh, but, you know, to me, uh, I'm still waiting. Uh, I, I still hope that Bonnie is going to direct 10 more films, you know. Yeah. And shooting Return to Me, I never spent time in Chicago. We shot it in the summer of 99, I guess, and my daughter had just been born. She's 22 now. And uh, it was just a beautiful time in my life to have a, a newborn and to be working with Bonnie and Minnie. And, um, yeah, I feel like that show, that show, that movie is like a, it's almost like a throwback. You know, it, it's like a, it's a sentimental but s s seriously funny film. And, God, I just, I, I yearn for more Bonnie Hunt material. I, I know what I, you mean. I, she kind of, when she's on screen, she kind of quietly steals the scene, doesn't she? Oh, a performer, forget about it. I mean, you don't want to go anywhere near Bonnie on screen. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, she's just going to take it. And, um, you know, even when she did the talk show, her own talk show. And I did I did her, her TV show, which was a fake talk show. Right. She was playing a, a host on, uh, what was the name of it? Shit, I've forgotten. It wasn't the um, Bonnie Hunt show, was it? No, that was an actual talk show. Right. And she did a sitcom. <laughs> I forgot, where yeah. she played, like, a... A, a fake talk show host, and it was brilliant. That show. I don't know where you can watch it, but um, I think if it, if, it, if it was made now, it would be a huge hit. I think. I think in many ways, Bonnie is is both from a different time in the past and also ahead of her time. That's why it's so difficult to classify her. God, I love her. Yeah. Well, and I didn't mean to open a Pandora's box, but I am com complete agreement with you. Uh, by the way, before I let you go, what can you tell me about this film that's on your IMDb page? It's called The Bubble. It's a Judd Apatow film. Yeah, yeah we just filmed that in, uh, in London um, over the late winter, spring. And uh, <clears throat> it's a big, broad uh, comedy. It'll be out on Netflix, I think, in the late winter. And uh, Judd, I know from Larry Sanders' show. Uh, right. I've known him for years and years. And, and he's obviously a you know, unique comedic voice. And this is a big, uh, broad comedy about a bunch of silly actors trying to make a huge franchise action film with all the lockdown procedures of uh, necessitated by the COVID era. So it's really a... It's a comedy for, for this time, really. Looking forward to that. And you can hear David Duchovny's Nights Are Harder These Days on different platforms. The album, Gesture Land, is out on August 20th. In honor, David, it was so great talking to you and catching up. Thank you so much. I'll just, I'll just end by saying uh, I have, I'm in my office and I have framed here a, uh, a, a music sheet that Bonnie gave to me as a rap gift, which is uh, the return to me uh, Music. Oh, oh man. So, by her. So. David, thanks so much. Good luck to you. Thank you. You know, I was hoping he would feel that great about his experience working with Bonnie Hunt. Return to Me was such a quietly great film. And I think the other Bonnie Hunt show that he was trying to remember was Life with Bonnie, maybe? Again, David's new Gesture Land album is coming out in August. His Judd Apatow film, The Bubble, comes out later this year. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.